Welcome to Resi Talk, where real estate sales instructors have unfiltered conversations about real estate. On this episode, we're interviewing Cobble Banker's National VP of Learning, Wendy Crane. If you are loving what you're hearing, as we know you will, make sure you visit resitalkpodcast.com and sign up for more information. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Resi Talk. Today, we have none other than our VP of Learning for Coldwell Banker, Miss Wendy Crane. Welcome, Wendy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here because I think I've told you probably like a million times that when I grow up, I'm going to be Wendy Crane. Me too. Oh my gosh. Don't we all, don't we all want to be Wendy Crane? I really do. There's a cool factor for sure the coolest factor. Pam has some really cool questions for us to get to know you and our listeners to get to know you like in a minute. We're going to play a little game called this or that. So Pam, take it away. I'm calling this game the five points to the star so we can get to know you a little bit more personally in a few seconds. So 10 quick this or that questions, Wendy. Let's see. iPhone or Android? Android. Okay. Wine or beer? Wine. Baseball or football? Football. Woo! Snow or sand? Sand. <laughs> couch potato or fitness fiend? Wait, wait, what was the, what was it? Mashed potato? Couch, couch, couch potato couch or potato. fitness fiend? <laughs> couch potato is a dance, but I could go with that. I already know you're a fitness fiend, so I'll save that one. Speed or accuracy? Oh, God, that's hard accuracy company retreat or company oh, holiday company retreat or company holiday company holiday all right so when is the company holiday and when or should i <laughs> we, we need to put that on our calendar right now. i don't know when is the next company holiday what is today <laughs> labor, day. labor day labor day, day. that's right that's because we labor all of us guacamole or salsa <sighs> guacamole singing oh. or dancing oh singing and I got to ask the last and final question. What is your favorite book? The Seven <laughs> Habits of, yeah, 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 yeah. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Anyone who has ever met Wendy Crane knows what her favorite book is. That's a win. It's a hard one too, but that that's the one that I have the most dog ears in. And that's the one I used to teach for leadership development. It was probably the most profound book that I have ever read when it comes to changing my life. It was literally a life-changing book. I think she might need to share a little bit more of that. What do you think, Cassie? I think so. Wendy, I don't know if you know this, but we are also in the process of launching a book club. And so we're going to put you on the spot. Laura, let's put her on the spot. What do you think? Hey, Wendy, I think we should. Wendy, would you like to be a guest speaker for our book club? We are inviting our industry leaders, our Cobalt Banker leaders and having them share their favorite books, why they changed their lives. Would you like to be part of this? Oh my goodness. Do you know that I would love to? I mean, that thing is just packed full and I haven't taught it in a while. So it's good to repeat. You know, you you guys know there's nothing better to learn than to teach something. So I read the book myself. And of course I wasn't a reader at that time, right? I think the story is that Clark Tool gave me the book and made me teach it for leadership. So I had to read it. And then I read it over and over and over again. And it is just so brilliant. Um, so yes, I would love to be part of your book club. And Laura did email me because I gave her a list of books. The Deep Dive by Wendy Crane. <laughs> we have receipts. I have this recorded. So not an easy book because I, I did take LDP with Wendy and I did that. That was probably one of the best things that you've ever made me do. Laura directly. went through LDP too. Yes, I did. 
Pam, did you, you, did, you I, came they through, changed you? The, Yes, they actually changed LDP to the new version called Build a Bench. Got it. Yes. The LDP actually is Coldwell Banker's Leadership Development Program. And Pam took the new one. Now I feel like I got to do it again. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. That's good to know. So Pam went through the new version of LDP. Right. Laura went through LDP and so did I. So that and so means- did Danielle. And did Danielle. Yep. So we were all on the bench. We were all on the bench. <laughs> so that must say something about how amazing. Right. Or that we're still on the bench. <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask some heavy hitting questions here because inquiring minds wanna know. I feel like I've been fortunate enough to know you almost from the start. I think I you think were my very first in. hire. You were my very first hire in this position. So you hold a very, very special place in my because I think we should share with everyone the story because it's so brilliant. No one was interviewing for that position. I need somebody in Miami and Miami was just in trouble and nobody knew me because I was brand new. I came from the field after 10 years of selling. Nobody in corporate knew me. So I'm emailing managers like, hey, does anybody have a suggestion for an agent? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, finally it was, and I can't remember her name now. Anyways, I get a manager who emails me and says, Cassandra Gallego teaches at the board of realtors. You might want to consider her. I look her up. I find all her videos online. She's fabulous. I go into Gary Kopko's office who hired me. And I'm like, this is the girl that I want, but she's, she, you know, she hasn't applied for the position. He's like, well then go get her, go to Miami and get her. So I started chasing her down um, and she wasn't interested to talk to me right away. So this is also a, a lesson for all of you who don't take no for an answer. Um, I finally got her alone uh, <laughs> and started talking to her about the position. And that was the end of that. I'll have you know, Wendy, I don't know if I ever told you this. When you called me that first time, I happened to be in the wine aisle at Publix. <laughs> so it was a match <laughs> <made> surprise. <laughs> Awesome. So it's it's been really cool because Wendy was my first boss when when I first got started in learning and development and I've seen her grow too. Like we've we've all grown, but I've seen Wendy grow to become the master of the universe, the queen of the universe. She's the the VP of learning for Coldwell Banker. So obviously she's gone from agent to and not just any agent. She was a very productive agent to managing one of the biggest LOCs, our operating company here in Florida. And, and now she's the VP of learning nationally for Coldwell Bankard. So just to see you move your way up to uh, up the ranks has been pretty awesome. And so my question for you is what has been the most important lesson that you've learned over your career and all throughout all those transitions? That's a very hard thing because I have learned <laughs> so much. I mean, I'm not the same person that I was when I took that position in Florida, which, you know, I almost didn't take that either. I said no to that position three times. But I think as a leader, you have to embrace being uncomfortable and you have to make hard decisions. And that's something that I was not very good at. And probably, well, let me just, let me just shift gears. Cause that's really deep. Here's a better answer. The most important lesson I've learned over my career is how to delegate. Uh, that's a good one. How did you, because I have a hard time with this and I'm sure the agents that are listening to this and running yep. a real estate business who, you know, they're marketers, they're prospectors, oh, yeah. they're paperwork people, they're counselors. So at what point did you 
figure that out and and feel comfortable delegating some things because I know some of us have a hard time doing that. It, this is a brand new lesson for me. So I just learned it. And so I transitioned from um, what we call, you know, an education manager into the VP of learning for Cobalt Banker, running the company owned, the affiliate side, the commercial side. I mean, I jumped multiple layers of management and I just really wasn't prepared. You know, I, I just was not prepared for that type of leadership. It was very, very difficult because I'm a doer. So I'm one of those people that likes to get stuff done and I like to own things. I'm that type A personality. So control is an issue for me. And I'm also a workaholic. So I burned myself out. I mean, I went from loving my job to really being miserable because I just couldn't let go. And, you know, it's an amazing thing how life works. I got forced out on leave because I broke my wrist on the first day of spring and I came back and we're all virtual. Everything's, you know, on the computer, my right arm is broken. I, I tried to work for a week and I was in so much pain. So my food supervisor called and he told me I needed to go on leave. And I cried because I was like, there's too much happening. I can't possibly go on leave. I was also getting some corporate coaching at the time. I had just started some corporate coaching. And I will say this, this is another thing. Get a coach. We <laughs> preach it. We preach it. Use your manager. You just need an accountability partner. That was that was life-changing for me, having a coach, because two things happened. Before I went out on leave, I knew I was going on leave, so that was a blessing in disguise, too. Like, I knew I had to go out on leave, so I delegated all of the things that I was doing to my leadership team. I said, I need you to handle this. I need you to handle this. I need you to handle this. I have need you to handle this. I had time off, which they cut me off from my, the computer system, so that's my other thing. Get <laughs> rest. Your body needs rest. I mean, just having that time, I was refreshed and renewed and I came back and my coach said to me, I was telling him about all these things and he said, it's not your job to do it. It's your job to make sure it gets done. Oh my gosh. And that, that is a huge shift. Say that again, please, because it's so good. It's not your job to do it. It's your job to make sure it gets done. I think this is such great advice for all of the agents out there, because I think that that can resonate with every agent. When you start, you do try to do it all. You do try to take it all on. You're running your own business. You're building your own business. It is so key and so important what you're saying, because uh, there has to be a time when you decide, you know, I can give this to a transaction coordinator and be okay with that. Um, so I think that, you know, what you're saying is, is hitting it right on the mark there, Wendy. Well, and there's that, that there's that leadership too in letting someone else do it. And you have to understand going in and I think you have to make a safe place for people. Uh, and that's another thing I've learned through, through my years. Like now that I have been reading and I read a lot now is make your people know that you're going to give them some extra responsibility, but it's okay if they fail. As a matter of fact, that's how we learn is when we fail. Like let me give you what you need and then let me let you go. And that's delegation. You've got to decide going in. It might not be done exactly the way that I want to do it, but that's okay. As long right. as it gets done and it gets done, you know, with, with quality and those things are important, but you have to let people fail and you have to let go. And it's so hard because most agents that are business owners, they want the control uh, that are, that's totally the antithesis to their personalities in general. So it's, it's well, that was me. That was me, Pam. And I burned myself out. Like, and you know, I'm almost kind of, I'm, there's a piece of me that's like, I'm glad I burned out because I, I probably would never have taken this position had I actually gotten a grip on my business and delegated things. I had a calendar and I teach this when I teach lead gen SOI. Um, I had, I think it was 
19 days in a row where I had 16 hour days. I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning so that I could get to the gym by five. So I could get in a workout and I could get to the office at seven before my phone started ringing at eight. And then I'd be there sometimes till 11 o'clock at night. I mean, I was doing a lot of business and I was making a lot of money, but it was a miserable existence. Don't do that to yourself. You don't have to do that to yourself. Absolutely. That's such a powerful lesson. Uh, I think I needed to hear that today, too, because I may or may not have been up till 2 a.m. last night editing. <laughs> <I was laughs> you get in the like zone. You get in the True. zone. So my next question for you is you, you talked a little bit about time management briefly. And so talk to us about what your morning routine looks like now. Wow. So my morning routine has really changed because I moved from Florida to Oregon. And sometimes my day starts at six o'clock in the morning with conference calls. So yeah. <laughs> on the days that I have to be on conference calls at six o'clock in the morning, I'm pretty much rolling out of bed, grabbing coffee and coming in front of my computer. If I don't, and I'm not by nature now, I am what some would consider, I'm not a 5 a.m. person anymore. I never was a morning person. I never really was. I think you get in a routine. Now I just wake up between six and 6.30, I don't have to set an alarm anymore. I, if I have time in the morning, it's important for me to get up in the morning. I will sit on my patio. I love my patio, drink my coffee. I started watching the birds. I'm officially old. <laughs> I, love it. I, have, I have gratitude in the morning. And I know you know this, Cassie. I love to listen to my praise and worship music. So if I have an opportunity to just go outside and like turn that on, and sometimes I'll even sing. I actually ask my, my downstairs neighbor, do you hear me singing? Fortunately, the people who live where I live are much older. So she does Lindy Crane next well, on American Idol. Well, not only that, but like, who cares? Because for those of you who have never heard Wendy Crane sing, she has a beautiful voice. I would love to wake up to Wendy singing to the birds on else Tuesday morning. Know about Wendy Crane, you are extraordinary. And I love to make my bed. So like, that's another thing. I love to have a clean house. So I get up in the morning and I make my bed and like my house is clean. It's just, there's order here. I like order, but my, my perfect morning is that now. Again, if I have a call at six o'clock in the morning, I'm not gonna force myself to get up at five so I can do that because sleep is very precious to me. Does it count, <laughs> does it count if you have a cleaning lady that comes once a week? Absolutely. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wendy, Absolutely. I'm, I'm like cracking up that you said that you make your bed and that like that was the specific thing that you said, because growing up, that's the one thing my mom used to just tell us we could not leave the house in the morning without making our bed. And to this day, it's, it's actually something called a keystone habit. Like there's something about whether it's making your bed, whether it's sitting on the porch and and, and singing to the birds, <laughs> to your worship. the laundry music. up off the floor. Right. <laughs> One of those things, it's just the thing that gets you going to know when I do this keystone habit every day, the day has begun and I'm ready to you know, kick Monday's butt. So keystone habits are one of the things that I pride myself on. And as a mother, you know, they always say, if you just get one thing done, you've already started your day with a success. If it's making your bed, if it's eating that frog, doing something that you've been putting off, do that one thing first thing in the morning and you already have a success under your belt. Love it. Laura, what's your keystone habit? Just Mine is you. making my bed. Kid you oh not. God. We have the same keystone habit. <laughs> Love it. Literally. <laughs> And it's like immaculate with all the pillows. It's ready for a, a photography session. Yeah, it is. I pull up the blanket. Does that count? No. Absolutely. Uh -uh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you might have to teach a Zoom class out of your guest bedroom. Hello. 
Do you know anyone like that, Laura? No one. No one that I can think of. It's me and my cat, George. <laughs> I love George. So I'm curious. This one's a good one because I'm sure you've gotten a gajillion compliments because you're awesome. What's what's the best compliment you've ever gotten? This is a super easy one. <clears throat> so easy. So my sister is like the most important person in the world to me. I have one sister. That's it. And I bought her a women's Bible. I don't really even remember buying her a women's Bible, but clearly I bought her a woman's Bible. And I was for a very long time. I journaled in my Bible every day. I have gotten very bad about it as it is. So I can't say that I've kept up that habit, but I must have sent it to my sister and, you know, encouraged her to do the same. And she sent me a text message. We were going through a very difficult time one time with my mom. And she sent me a text message and said, I picked up my Bible and I read this verse today. And she said, I want you to know that every time I read my Bible, it makes me think of you. I said, that is the most precious compliment I've ever gotten in my entire life. And I want to cry right now, just remembering that moment that she associates her Bible. That's amazing. I have goosebumps. If you make your guests cry in an interview on your very first podcast, you have succeeded. Bonus points. Right? But if your guest makes you cry, what is that? that, that, that we definitely are all. It just means we picked the right guest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'd love to know a little bit about how you, I, I struggle sometimes with something that maybe a lot of our newer agents might, even our experienced agents struggle with. It's called imposter syndrome. And uh, being someone that has made so many positive changes in your career, you've constantly moved up. How do you handle, you know, feeling like you belong there, feeling like you earned it and feeling like, okay, I, I got this if it's something you've never done? Um, it, it, it's, it takes time. I think, you know, and I think one of the things that Travis, who is my coach is in leadership is you never really feel like you got it right? You, you never really do. You have your good days, but I think that's just, I think that's in a way healthy because I feel like we should always be growing. That is one thing. Like, what is your growth strategy right now? How are you getting better at whatever it is? Um, so you'll have your really good days in leadership where you're like, I got this. And then reality will remind you that, no, you don't, honey. <laughs> No, you don't, but it's okay. Like I have, and again, this is just part of my corporate coaching and, you know, a lot of what we talk about, if you think about it, if you, and, and I've said this, I think, um, it Jen blue in I think 2016 with Allison Levine, she had said it too. And this is one of my favorite quotes as well. When I talk to people, she said, fear doesn't kill you. I'm going to ruin it, but complacency is what kills you. Fear brings you to life. So yes. when you are complacent, you're no longer growing. Right. So if you're, if you're listening right now and you're feeling very complacent, then you should be concerned because you're not growing. Fear is a good thing. When they gave me this VP position, I was horrified. I was so afraid and God love Mark. Mark, <laughs> Mark sends me a little card. It was, it was before that. And it was on my, it's, I still have it. It's where is it? Was this Mark Middleton? Mark Middleton. Yep. Yep. Aww. I think I said the, the same thing. I came into my office one day freaking out and he got me that card that said life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And I saw it and I was like, I needed that. And I even texted him. I'm like, Mark, your card in my office, like so spoke to me today. You never know what kind of an impact yeah. something. I mean, this was, this was something he had sent to me some time ago, thanking me for getting him out of his comfort zone. 
There wow. You go. Mark actually used to be a resi, a real estate sales instructor, and he has since gone back to sales. And we're probably going to have to have Mark come on as a guest speaker because yeah. I don't know if you've heard this, Wendy, but in the last maybe month or two, he's gone and knocked on two Fizbo's doors and gotten like multi-million dollar listings in there already. I, I am not surprised at all. And you know, I, I have such a, I also hired Mark and I have such a, such a lovely place in my heart for him because I did have to push him out of his comfort zone. Like I, you know, it was, and he, and look at him today, you know, I mean, I'm just, it. and his, his family is so beautiful. Mark Middleton is the personification of AMP. He is, he truly is. He took all of the scripts that we teach in AMP over and over again. And he said to me, he called me and he said, look, I got news for you. Those, those scripts work. And we laughed for 10 minutes. He said, I've been door knocking using those scripts and I got listings. So we have to have him on. I love nothing more than to see my people grow and move on and do amazing things. And I think every single leader, that that is what leadership is. If you are not pouring into the lives of the people that are around you, then you need to question whether you're really a leader. I love that. I'm so happy, Cassie, because we have Wendy as our leader. Oh my gosh, yes. We've always said it. We work in happy land. It does. It's true. It is <laughs> Education. True. I mean, this is being able to share in the growth of people's careers like this is what feeds their families and puts roofs over their head but not only that like we're also helping them help people and change their communities yeah. that's awesome what we do and is motivate them and motivate you, you, you both of you all of you 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 guys do that every day every single day you have an opportunity and we all do but especially in, in learning i mean when you're in education that's what you do. You, you have the ability to change people's lives. And in this career, you really can change someone's life because they can do infinite what they want to do as an independent contractor in real estate. Someone told me once too, that if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I'm definitely in the right room right now because I'm definitely not the smartest person in this yeah, room. Wendy's got the lead on that for sure. <laughs> Wendy, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> There's no one in the room with me. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we're all kind of all alone in each of our rooms since we're doing this remotely. <laughs> Who has been your most important professional mentor, whether it's in real estate or outside of real estate? Who has impacted you the most professionally? Hands down. There's not even a question, Clark Tool. I mean, there's just not even a question. I love him like family. I mean, he, he, between him and Kate and, and having the two of them, I mean, I think about this, you know, I had no, I interviewed for that position, which I turned down by the way, multiple times. Um, and then Gary Kopko finally convinced me to meet him for lunch. Just get, get someone right. Kathy, I convinced I'm you like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> he convinced me to come to lunch and he said, you know what, let me, let me just have you do this. Will you just interview with Kate Rossi and Clark tool? Oh, done. That's all he needed to do. <laughs> I mean, so there I am. And I had a, like I said, I had a very successful business. I, I had zero thought of getting out of being a real estate agent. It had never crossed my mind. I just assumed I would do it forever. I was actually getting ready to build a team myself because I knew I had to, right? Because as, as I told you, my I was right on that cusp and I was getting ready to build my own team. And I met with Clark and I met with Kate and I remember sitting in my car in the parking lot afterwards and I had the conversation with myself that, you know, I can be a real estate agent and I can do well forever. And I'll, you know, probably stay about the same person that I am right now, or I could possibly go and put myself under the tutelage of these two brilliant minds 
and it could change my life. And wow. I mean, I, I, I still can't believe it. I mean, sometimes I I'm like, I'm the vice president of learning. That's for, incredible. I, 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 how yeah. did that happen? The you know, I mean, it happened in like five years. I mean, it was, it happened so fast, but it was because I mean, Clark, the amount of mentoring and challenging and support I have never, and Kate, the same thing. I mean, she pushed me, but she also, she was the biggest cheerleader of me. And I mean, I can't, I owe my, I feel like I just owe my entire career to them. Um, I can't even imagine being a a fly on the wall during that. I mean, just the anxiety of the two powerhouses of the number one largest brokerage in the country, you know, having, having a glass of wine and, you know, some salad together. Well, well, and it's funny because I was just going to say when your biggest cheerleader is also the 10th most influential woman in real estate. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't report under Kate, but I still, and, and that's, and that's something to be said. Like I was Clark's direct report. So I got to have one-on-ones with him every week. His office was next to mine. He was entrenched in all of my life. Kate wasn't, but she still did. Right. She still made a point to know what was going on with me and to encourage me and to put me, we we'll talk about leaders, building, building leaders to put me on platforms, to give me exposure so that I could get into the position that I'm in today. And there's no doubt in my mind that Kate has not been one of the first people to say, Wendy, 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 and people respect her so dearly. So that's, again, that's just me saying, when you see talent, please let other people see that talent, encourage them, help them to grow, challenge them. Clark told me when I was wrong, he he taught me a lot of very valuable, it was not all sunshines and butterflies. And I am so grateful for that. He was and is just an amazing man. And the simple fact that I left the real estate field and got got those two. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Clark, I got to tell you, for those of you who are not familiar with who Clark Tool is, he is the former president of Coldwell Banker, Florida. And he is just... I felt like every time I interacted with Clark, kind of like what Wendy was saying. It was like your dad. I mean, he always has a big smile. He always would come in and give you a big hug. And I mean, it was that kind of like, I love that you work here. I'm so proud of you and all that you do. It was just like the best. And he always had a genuine interest in, in what you were doing. And he asked the hard questions. I love that Wendy, like sometimes I would be afraid, not because I was afraid of Clark, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to think when I talk to Clark because he's gonna ask me not just the surface level questions. He will tell me, well, well, tell me a little bit more about that or how does that make you feel or what do you think on, on this? So um, I and love- he, he knew every agent like by name. I mean, thousands of agents in the state of Florida and he would come in and, and you know, hey, how are you doing? He would know who you were with that big, sm- that big smile. He just, he just really is a genuine person. And let me tell you a, a really important story about what you just said with Clark knowing everybody by name. Some of the things I, I've learned the most invaluable things from him. I have two things about the first time I, I'm, I'm going to tell two Clark stories. Do the it. first one is we were doing an acquisition. CB United was the biggest affiliate on the affiliate side. And the owner, they knew that, you know, he was thinking of selling and there was all those questions of who's going to be doing this very quiet. Like I got pulled in because I did lots of acquisitions at the time and I got to be part of Clark's team. Kate went to North Carolina. Somebody else went out West and I went with Clark to Florida and he was in front of me on the plane. Now this was where I was brand new. This was one of my first acquisitions. And I saw him with a stack of papers and he was studying the entire time. And I'm like, what is he? 
Pete, we were meeting with all the top agents. He had their profiles. He had notes on every single one of them. And we got there and he knew every person by name and he needs something personal. And they were blown away. Every time I went to a manager's meeting after that, anytime I went anywhere, I did the exact same thing. Rockstar. And then second, second best Clark tool. If if you're ever in a leadership position, I said, you have to do hard things. You have to fire people. Mm. It comes to a time where you have to fire people and you have to fire people that you really care about that just can't do the job anymore. And that first time I had to do that, I let it go way too long, way too long. Clark encouraged me, encouraged me. The day I had to do it, I cried. I said to Clark, you know, how, how upset I was. And he said, Wendy, if this doesn't hurt you, then you're in the wrong position. Oh, you know, that's such a, I love the stories that you shared about Clark and Kate just go to show that a leader's not just someone that's gonna make you feel good about everything that you do. They're gonna tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, and they're gonna push you because they want you to succeed. They're gonna tell you to do things that might stretch that comfort zone. That's probably where we got our mantra that we serve agents. Cause I think that our leadership in this, com- in this company really do serve our agents. They're there, they're a part of their lives. They're there to make their businesses better and help them grow. Exactly. I I know I said I was going to do this, so I warned you. This is the last, last, the last of the last question. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, what question do you wish I would have asked you? (laughs) And how would you have answered that? I didn't. I was not wishing any questions. (laughs) Wendy's thinking, when was this podcast interview over? Um, (laughs) I'll tell you what. What if I read you the quote that is on my board? I love it. It's a different one that we haven't talked about yet. But a true leader has the confidence to stand alone, the courage to make tough decisions, and the compassion to listen to the needs of others. She does not set out to be a leader but becomes one by the quality of her actions and the integrity of her intent. Wow, that uh, really says it all. That's like, if, that, if that's not an affirmation, I don't know what it, I love that. I think that's the perfect way to wrap up our time together. But just know, we've got you on the hook for a book club and this is only our first <laughs> episode. So I, I, I'm feeling very strongly that we might have to have you come back I on. So. Anytime, ladies. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Well, that was great. Not a bad first guest. I'll say nothing like oh. having VP of learning. Great words of wisdom from Wendy yeah. Crane. Everybody <laughs> loves Wendy Crane. And that should be like a TV show. Everybody loves Wendy Crane. Yeah, it should. <laughs> By the way, Pam, I'm loving you're a little like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to call that. What do you call that? It's just sound effects. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, run. you know, we're gonna get, we're gonna get recruited away by like TV commercials. Uh, run, don't walk to our next episode. Guys, this is awesome. I can't wait for our next episode. Who do you think we should have next? Let's keep it a secret. Let's keep it a secret. It'll be more fun. You got to tune in to find out. That's right. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to listen, subscribe, and review wherever podcasts are found. And share this episode with a friend. Join us next week for another unfiltered conversation about real estate. This is Pam, Cassie, and Laura on Resi Talk, reminding you to leave your mark.